perspective, you can control the morning, you can control the day. If you control enough days, you control enough weeks, you control enough months, and if you control enough years, that's a damn good life. Hey, what's up, friends? I'm Vince Del Monte, father, husband, and the OG of online fitness marketing. For more than a decade, I've been committed to helping skinny guys pack on muscle. And after building multiple seven-figure online fitness businesses, I've achieved freedom and financial security through mentorship, hard work, and my passion for fitness. And I want to help you do the same. Recently, I've built the best mastermind coaching program that exists for fitness professionals by giving you the shortest no BS path to grow to six, seven, and even eight figures regardless of your starting level. My coaching was designed to give you the skills, systems, and support to become an industry mover and shaker and build the business and life of your dreams. Hey guys, welcome back to the Vince Del Monte Podcast Show. Adrian here, rocking it solo. I have just returned from... um, seven-figure mastermind in Houston. Uh, One year ago today, I um, went to my first mastermind, Vince's mastermind in Nashville, and we did not have anything. We kind of had a concept and an idea. And so to see the community grow, and I would say men's life change, my life has changed in one year. It was a pretty cool milestone. It was very cool to kind of see a one year of progress. So I want to thank you for joining us on this journey and uh, we are really excited about where we're going next. Um, if these conversations have been offering you value, we would love if you could get the word out. Please, we are working hard, but I would just love if you could share it. So post it up on your social media or share it with a friend or just give us a review, like an iTunes review, a Spotify review, or if you have 10 seconds, write a review and just let us know what you like best. would really, really appreciate it. I know it's easy to blow that off, but it'd be so good to hear from y'all. And so, so thank you, um, y'all. My goodness, I went to Nashville, I went to Houston. Is this what's happening to me? Anyways, I wanted to start and frame our conversation around a bit of a story. My, my wife, Amy, this year went back to do her master's. And when she said she wanted to do that, she'd been home with our kids, working part-time for the 10 years that our kids were young. But uh, predominantly, uh, she had been home and, and taking care of the house. And when she said she wanted to do her master's, I said, that sounds fantastic, Absolutely, let's do that. And and I had forgotten just how hard a master's is. When I did my master's, it almost broke me. Like, maybe it did break me, but I didn't have kids, right? I didn't have responsibilities. And so I don't think either Amy or I realized just how difficult a master's would be. Good news is, on the airplane, uh, I was editing uh, this past week, I was editing Amy's last final essay. And so that went in. And uh, now she's got her placement hours, but the coursework is done. So we're coming out of that season, but that season was hard. It was, it was, this season has been very hard. Let me tell you kind of like what my day has looked like over the last year. Um, And then I'm going to break it down a little bit and, and frame it largely around the importance of a morning routine. My day starts at 4.15 by necessity. Um, I start by stacking some wins and then I'm writing or planning or marking. I am still a full-time English teacher. Then I head to the gym. Uh, I teach a full day. I have three classes, three high school English classes. Uh, Then most days I'm picking up the kids after school at 3 or 3.30. We come home. We have sports and activities. Uh, Then we have dinner in there and we get them to bed And then in all of that, I'm carving out time for podcasting, uh, coaching, 
Um, social media, goodness gracious, social media, what a beast. Social media is exhausting. For those of you who do social, you know it's, it feels like it's hours every day. And so the days are, are pretty hard. They're long, they're exhausting. And then on top of like what I just mapped out, stuff comes up. Like one of my kids has a meltdown. I got to go pick them up at school. Or one of my students needs extra attention. Um, or my Instagram post sucked on engagement and emotionally I'm like working through that or trying to push it in a different way. And, you know, the days can be hard, but the weeks and the years can be hard too. This has been a hard year. Amy and I have called this the year of death. I don't mean that as a joke. Like there were six Fridays in a row that I went to a funeral or a visitation of somebody we knew or like a loved one of someone we knew. Money this year with gas prices and I can't believe going to Costco. And it's not anymore like funny, like, haha, we spent 800 bucks at Costco. It's now like, my goodness, finances are just such a challenge. I wrote a check the other day for my kids' soccer. I thought that soccer used to be the cheap sport. <laughs> it is no longer the cheap sport. And then we've got friends who are working through marital stuff and, and uh, work stuff and health stuff. And so like, this has just been a hard year. And I think we all have hard years like this, right? Things that come in, we can't control them. We have bosses that are difficult, like jobs that we don't get the promotion or, or we get a pay cut or, or, or we're, we're phased out, however they say it nicely to you. And and there's so many things in my day that are out of control. And this is why I believe that a morning routine has been so incredibly important for me. It has just been so incredibly important because it's the one thing in the day, almost without exception, that I can control. And today I want to just talk about the importance of having a morning routine that you stick to daily. I'll talk about weekends a little bit. Should you stick to your morning routine on the weekend? The answer is yes, but I'll get into that. And then at the end, I want to offer an invitation. We're going to run a bit of a five-day experimental challenge. We'd love for you to join us uh, starting one week from today. Uh, there's a link in the show notes if that's interesting to you. You'd love to get a morning routine, do it with some awesome guys, me, my brother, just do it in this community. And so we would just love to get you involved. But let me try to paint the picture of why this morning routine is so incredibly important. So my mornings do start early. I don't think that's a necessity. My early 4.15 or 4.30 wake up actually came about almost accidentally. Uh, I had a lot of trouble sleeping, and so I consulted with a naturopath, uh, my naturopath Lori, who's, who was on the show a few weeks ago, and uh, she, she suggested something called restrictive sleep therapy. And essentially, the, the logic of restrictive sleep therapy is that bed is only for sleeping or sex, right? Those are the only two things you should do in your bed. And what was happening to me is I was getting into bed, falling asleep quick, and then I'd wake up very, very, very early in the morning, either from a bad dream or stress or whatever. And the idea of restricted sleep therapy was like, as soon as you wake up, get out of bed. And that's what I started doing. Right, So I'd, I'd be in bed, my routine would wind me down around 9.30, 10, I'd be in bed. And then I'd wake up at like 2.30 in the morning and I would just get up, just get up and start the day. And for the first week I was tired. Yeah, definitely I was tired in that first week. But then I got used to it. Not the 2.30, but 4.30. And what has sort of happened to me because I've been really strict on like only using the bed for sleep or sex is I wake up 
on time at 4.30 and my body's ready to go. I'm ready to go because I'm not like, you know, waking up at 3.45 and tossing and turning and then being angry that the alarm clock's coming and I'm not sleeping and I wish I was sleeping and then you get stressed about that and you want to sleep more and you just kind of like roll and back and forth. When the alarm goes and I've trained myself, this is what we had a training phase, right? We started at 2.45 and then it kind of went to 3 and then went to 3.15 and then 4.30 is the number we've landed on. But it's trained me to get out of bed quickly. And that's what happens now. And I would say this about sleep. I absolutely know that there's an optimal amount of sleep that you need. There are seasons, I think, where I'm in one right now, where my greater purpose of providing for my family and getting my ass out of bed is more important than my seven to eight hours. And I don't think this is a long-term play, but there are seasons when you have to go on less sleep because that's what your family needs. Okay, so we are out of bed, okay? The first thing, actually, before we even get out of bed is we have a test to pass. And the morning alarm clock test, we call it the morning alarm clock test, is important. Because if I don't pass this test, I feel like crap for the rest of the day. And it's actually an integrity test. When the alarm goes off, it's a test to see if you're a man of your word or not. Are you a man of your word? You said the night before you were going to wake up at 4.30 or 6.30 or 7.30 or 9 a.m. That's what you said you were going to do. And you either stick to your word or you don't. It's a test. It's a test of your integrity. It's actually an easy test to pass as well, right? It's not like complicated. It's not like, well, are there trick questions? It's like, no. When the alarm goes off, you either get up or you don't, period. And you'll have helped yourself because everything you need to get the morning launched, you'll have set out the night before, right? You're not lying there being like, I don't want to get up. I got to go to the gym. I don't want to get up. I, I, got, I, got, I, I have things to do. You've already mapped out the night before the things that are most important. Your gym clothes are already laid out. You're already ready to rock. And so this is the first thing that you need to do to have an excellent morning routine, to build momentum for the day is you have to pass the alarm clock slash personal integrity test. So then you're up, right? You're, you're up. The house is pitch black, right? It's, it's dark. And so you've got to get some momentum going. And there's a number of ways you can get your momentum going. Number one, your routine. And I would say this, your morning routine has to be compelling. My good friend, Kevin Torres from Dad Bod Wad taught me this, that your morning routine needs to be enjoyable, right? Like, I'm not putting cold showers on my morning routine list. I hate that. It works for people. A lot of guys I know, for my brother Vince, he likes that or he sees value in that. Not for me. And so your morning routine has to have a few things that are quick wins. Let me, let me give you a couple. You could journal. I'm going to talk through mine in a second, but these are some of the ones we recommend. We recommend choosing just three. You could journal. You could read five to 10 pages. You could uh, do an act of service, offer an act of service. You could pray. Uh, you could offer three gratitude texts. You could weigh yourself. Uh, you could um, take a selfie. You could, uh, and some of the guys in our group are doing this. Uh, we took this idea from Donald Miller's book, Hero on a Mission. You could read your eulogy or you could hydrate or fuel up if, if you eat in the morning, as, if, if you're not fasting or something like that. And so what you want to do with these morning wins is establish yourself. You want to establish the kind of guy. You've already established your integrity, right? You're already a man of your word. 
And so now you want to dive into a few things. And, and I want to give you my three. These work for me right now. When they stop working, I'll change them up. I won't change up that I'm doing wins in the first 30 minutes of the day, but I might change up the wins themselves. So number one for me, I, this actually, here's some imagery for you. I actually come downstairs and I'm only wearing a pair of boxer shorts. And as I start my active service, I actually have the scale. The scale is tucked away. And so naked, I step onto the scale and that gives me some immediate feedback about what the day is going to be like. And so that's kind of my first win these days. I'm on a cut. And so I've got the scale. I don't want to stand on the scale in the bedroom because the little light might wake my wife. And so I've got the scale downstairs. So naked, I stand on the scale, immediate feedback on, and then I write that in my, in my journal. Um, and that is usually a win. Uh, if it's not a win, because I, like, I don't like the number, it teaches me a lesson. Okay, why is this number where it is today? And that lesson is a win too. But then the first major win that takes uh, about 10 minutes is an act of service. Okay, so for me, my acts of service are I empty the dishwasher always. And then if there's some laundry, um, we have a tiny basement. So we actually fold laundry on the main floor. Our laundry's on the main floor. So it's right there waiting for me. Um, and then I try to get the Tupperware laid out. Tupperware, uh, if you're a parent, um, for the kids' lunches, I try to lay those things out. And this is establishing this 10-minute block here, my core identity, that I'm a servant leader. And look, if my family writes one thing on my tombstone, I want them to write servant leader. Adrian was a servant leader. And that's why I do this. First thing I do out of bed is acts of service. Um, it serves my wife. It models the behavior we expect in the house of the kids. And it just totally grounds me. While I'm doing that, I'm achieving my second win, which is an audiobook. And a lot of people might argue audiobooks don't count. Those aren't real uh, books. Okay, first of all, I'm an English teacher for 15 years, and I can confidently say they count. The goal of reading is not to become a literary critic. The goal of reading is to make you a better person, to consume the content. And so I have an audiobook on while I'm doing my acts of service. Like, I checked my Audible just before I started recording, and in the last, the last five books I've read are these. Or, or read through audiobooks. Um, building a story brand. Hero on a mission. Becoming the father your family needs. Emotionally healthy spirituality. The love prescription. And seven principles of making a marriage work. Right? That's the content I'm filling my mind with as I do this act of service. It's wonderful, right? It's, I, I, I feel grounded not just in this content I'm getting, but also the service. So I've built momentum. I've enjoyed those things. And then I'm moving on to my next win. My final win of the morning is um, I quickly throw some oatmeal in the microwave. I mix it with a little chocolate protein powder while the coffee's coming out. Making my breakfast and coffee takes about two and a half minutes. And then my final win is I sit down with my journal. And I journal my prayers. I, I'm not a kind of person. I'm, I'm a man of faith, but I struggle to like close my eyes. It's hard to focus. And so I journal my prayers. That's important to me. I'd probably fall asleep if I didn't write them down. And what, what my journaling my prayers allows me to do is take a deep, big breath of gratitude and perspective. And as I write down, like, I am thankful for the time I got with the boys at soccer yesterday, or I am hopeful that Amy's uh, class goes better today than it did yesterday, 
or I am so uh, uh, appreciative of the community of men that we've built that I get to work with. As I write those things out, it grounds me in positivity. And it's not like toxic positivity. These are facts. These are real things that happen. But as I write them down, as they go into my journal, it reminds me that I have so much good stuff going on in my life. So it's about 5 a.m. at this point. I've passed an integrity test. I have grounded myself. I've enjoyed myself. I've served my family, just gotten things done. All in those first like 30 minutes of the day. And I stick to this schedule relentlessly. Weekends. My adjustment on the weekend is I push everything back one hour. Okay, so 4.30 becomes 5.30, but I still stick to my morning routine. I find weekends are even less predictable than the week. And so if I don't have this morning routine that I can control, then I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the day. There's all sorts of things. And so I want to take care of the things that are going to make me show up well for the family. So on the weekend, I do stick to my routine, but I push it back about an hour. And then I, again, I pass the integrity test. It's just at a different time of day. But on a regular day, it's about 5 a.m. at this point. What I do at that point is I dive into an hour of planning or, or writing or this is what I've observed over the last year. My focus is insane for this hour. Uh, Craig Ballantyne or Vince would call it your deep work. And this is something you might find interesting. As an English teacher, you know, the hardest part of being about an English teacher is the marking. And I, I time myself. Like how long does each essay take me? And typically an essay used to take me 20 to 25 minutes. Um, I'd get distracted. If I was marking in Starbucks, there's like noise. Um, I just wasn't focused. And now I can mark an essay in 12 minutes. And, you know, you multiply that by 90 students times three essays a semester. That's a lot of time. And my focus in that hour is just crazy. I think because I built momentum, I, my coffee's hitting about this time. And, and mostly the house is silent. It's dark outside. I also get this like sense of accomplishment that I'm doing something that very few people are doing. And so it gives me an added boost of momentum. Okay, so then about uh, 6 o'clock, uh, 6.15, I head to the gym. I meet Vince most mornings at the gym if he's not traveling, and we, we hammer out our session. We lift from about 6.30 to 7.30, and then I actually go right to work. In the mornings, I don't see my kids. Uh, this is an intentional plan. I can talk more about that. Uh, because I pick them up early at 3.30, Amy and I have decided the best strategy for our family right now is for me to get another hour of work and planning before uh, my, my, my teaching day starts and, um, that works really perfectly for our family. So that's my morning routine. I get to bed in a good time. The bed is for sleeping. Uh, when I get up, I pass my integrity test, three wins followed by some deep focus, followed by a killer lift. And I am ready to show up for the day. I'm taking this next line from, uh, Bedros Koulian. And he says, if you can control the morning, you can control the day. If you control enough days, you control enough weeks, you control enough months. And if you control enough years, that's a damn good life. And I really do believe it starts in the morning. This has been in this hard year of life for us. This has been bedrock, foundational for me to keep showing up as well as my kids and my wife need me to show up. And now it's auto, on auto, autopilot. When I was here in Houston, same thing, stuck to my morning routine. 
stick to my morning routine. And so what we would love to do is invite you to join a five-day challenge. We are starting um, one week from the day this episode is airing. So that will start on Monday, May the 8th. That's when we'll be starting. And we just want to help you establish a great morning routine. This is a totally free challenge. We'd love to bring you into a community of guys uh, who are doing this day in, day out and getting great results. We want to help you enjoy the morning and firmly establish yourself before everything else hits. And so if that's you, if you're like, yeah, I want to test this out. I'd love to see how it goes. There is a link in the show notes and uh, you can just drop your email in there and I will send you absolutely everything you need. It'll just be one email a day. We're not going to spam you, but it'll say like, hey, we're starting tomorrow. Here's what we recommend tomorrow. Um, And then here's what we recommend the next day. You'll have to tweak it to your own personal schedule, to your own wake-up time, to the things that are going to work best for you. It will not be overwhelming. It will be so empowering. It will set you up to control the day. That's what you need, brother. That's probably what your family needs. It's what your friends need, your colleagues need. They need the best version of you. And we think it starts with a morning routine. So, hey, thanks for listening. Check that link in the show notes. And until next time, keep living on purpose.